1: On the line with us right now is Elizabeth Stell. She is the Director of Policy Analysis for the Commonwealth the Foundation. Elizabeth, thanks for taking time out to talk with us. Oh, it's
2: my pleasure, Frank. Thanks for having
1: us on. Tell, tell people just briefly what the Commonwealth Foundation is, what you folks do. Sure. Uh, well,
2: our region of Pennsylvania is a place where all people have equal opportunity to pursue their dreams and earn their own success. And so we try to create that by taking free market ideas and turning them into public policies and hopefully laws that are going to make lives better for all Pennsylvanians.
1: Now, you guys are kind of like a watchdog for a lot, of, a lot of stuff. I'm looking at some of the issues that the Commonwealth Foundation deals with. Pennsylvania state budget, spending limits, school choice, welfare, criminal justice. There's lots of uh, liquor store privatization. So you are, you are on top of all the big issues that we talk about here. But this one grabbed my attention. Is your school district hoarding cash? Could you please explain what the heck this reserve is? <laughs> Sure. Sure. <laughs> your, your giggle kind of suggests a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a really interesting phenomenon that most people probably aren't familiar with, but really affects especially your, your local property taxes and major decisions that are going on in terms of education funding. published across Pennsylvania have reserve funds that they can use for a variety of purposes, and it makes a lot of sense to have a rainy day fund, um, you know, some protection against uncertainty, but some of these reserve funds are now reaching the, the limits where we're starting to ask, okay, is it more of a rainy day fund or a soap to taxpayers fund? Um, so we did an analysis of all 500 school districts looking at how much they have in reserve funds. And what we found is that the reserves have been growing pretty steadily. Um, 143 percent in growth since 2005 and a couple districts are very concerned to us because they not only have large reserve funds in terms of dollar figures but their reserve funds are more than 20 percent of their spending and the um auditor general said "Mm, more than 20 percent, you have to start asking are they being responsible Or are they keeping resources out of the classroom that should be going for the kids?
1: Well, you know, the the first response that we've we've gotten when I started talking about this is how could they possibly raise taxes if they've got, you know, a million, two million, five million dollars in reserve? I mean, is there a reason to have a reserve fund?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I think it makes sense again to have some sort of protection against uncertainty. Um, but there are other, um, some districts have, um, you know, building projects, they pay for building projects, and these reserve funds, and there's lots of other things that they save for, but they don't always designate what that money's for. So this is really a call for each of us to look at the numbers for our own district and, and reach out to our members and say, Hey, you have, you know, in some cases, 10, um, you know, $50 million in reserve funds. Can you tell me why? And if they can't explain to the taxpayers, um, then, you know, that there needs to be some changes made. Every uh, district is going to have a unique situation, but some of these numbers are just so large that it, it really begs the question, um, you know, why that's necessary.
1: Elizabeth, I know I'm, I'm bugging you on a cell phone. You're breaking up a little bit. Are you driving or are you, uh, are you stopped somewhere?
2: Oh, I'm not driving, so okay. I'm sorry if my, my, I'm broken up a little bit, just you know if, I, if you missed me.
1: Okay, now I want to ask you this. In our area, which is, uh, you know, Lackawanna, Luzerne, Wyoming, Wayne, Pike, Susquehanna County, Columbia County, there are a lot of school districts that are in the negative. Does that instantly suggest long-term tax hikes?
2: I think that's a fair bet. <laughs> I mean, who knows what's going to happen, right? Um, but that's kind of the other end of the spectrum. Um, but there's a you know a lack of um, planning ahead. Um, but there are even even given that situation, there are a couple of examples of district in your. Um, in in your area, relatively speaking, that do have some pretty large reserves and East Stroudsboro area comes to mind. They have reserves that are 40% of their spending. Um, You're talking 57, almost $58 million. And that's East Um, Stroudsburg? mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's third in the state in terms of dollars. So, uh, you know, you want to have, you want to have something in the middle. You don't want to have the extreme of very large reserve funds you know money that's being withheld from the kids and you don't want to have a situation you know like Scranton where you're you're so far um, underfunded um, that everything is in the red so this is really I think um, a call for transparency and accountability from local school boards
1: to their taxpayers. Now I'm looking alphabetically in our area. Abington Heights School District looks to me like they're negative fifty-one thousand dollars, which is a very small number. But that suggests that there's not much cushion in case of an emergency, right? Sure,
2: absolutely. And like I said, uh, while while there are a lot of districts that are concerning to us it's not every single district. About half of the five hundred districts have very large reserves over the twenty percent figure. So yeah, there are certainly a lot of districts that are on the other end of the spectrum where they need to have some reserve funds, some cushion. And I think this is all really an outgrowth of our core funding formula at the state level. Um we do not do we do not do a good job of making sure that the funding follows the kid. Um, our funding formula is based on really outdated enrollment numbers. So that certainly needs to be addressed, and that's one of the issues that we've raised in Harrisburg.
1: Now, Elizabeth, uh, I just got to ask you this because it's a real hot spot up here. Uh, do you, does the Commonwealth Foundation have any position on uh, property tax elimination, uh, House Bills 76, Senate Bill 76?
2: Somehow, Frank, I knew you were going to get around to that. Um, yeah, our position is basically that the high property taxes are really a symptom of a larger problem. And that larger problem is our, our pension liability. Uh We did have some substantial pension reform last summer, but we still need more because we have a pension liability that's over $70 billion. Uh, so that's really the driver behind the higher property taxes. And until you tackle that pension problem, you're going to continue to see pressure for higher school taxes, whether that's property tax, sales tax, income tax, whatever form of tax it is, they're going to continue to see those same pressures on school districts. So we're really focused on addressing, you know, the the core um, issue rather than what we feel is a a symptom uh, of the problem people are experiencing.
1: Okay. But, you know, the question is the pension, the pension issue is like, like climbing Mount Everest. What's the solution to that?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is tough. Um, and there are no easy answers. Um, but I think it's important to note that Governor will vetoed pension reform when we sent it to him in 2015. He let it go in 2017. So that's tremendous progress in two years. So I don't think it's impossible. Um, it's not going to be easy, but it's not impossible. And this is just one uh, area where we have immense financial challenges in Pennsylvania. And um, you know that's why organizations like station exists so that we can move the ball forward in these areas that seem impossible but are essential to making sure that we have a pennsylvania where people can you know afford to stay in their own homes and, and we can attract families and we can grow our population again
1: good enough elizabeth thanks for taking time to talk with us how do people get in touch with the commonwealth foundation
2: Well, you can find us on the web at CommonwealthFoundation.org. CommonwealthFoundation.org slash reserves takes you straight to our research on um, full uh, reserve funds. And we're also on Facebook, and you can also find us on Twitter. Our handle is Liberty, the number
0: 4PA.
1: All right. Thank you very much, Elizabeth Stell from the Commonwealth Foundation.